This is Michaela McLean, and you're listening to Beauty by Design. Hey, gorgeous. Before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know the wait list for my energetic aesthetics training is now open. If you're ready to bring a holistic approach that is grounded in science into your aesthetics practice, this is it. I'll share more as details develop, but for now, add your email to the wait list and be the first to know when it is officially available. The link is in the show notes and over in my Instagram bio at Michaela McLean. But for now, let's get on to the episode. Hi, welcome back. I am here today with a guest, Ryan Marquardt. Um, he is a professional astrologer and he's an amazing one at that, a four six emotional manifester with his son in gate 12. Welcome, Ryan. Hi, so happy to be here. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I just love you. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so excited. Um, so first things first, because we were chatting right before hopping on. I said, I just saw a message come through from another emotional authority. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, this is just priming me for this conversation because you being an emotional manifester, I'm like, what, what is that like for you? Because I've read your chart just as you've read my chart. So put that disclaimer out there. We've, we've, we've exchanged readings before. Um, What has that meant to you? And, and, and are you in that camp of like, oh, I didn't ask for this. This is unfair. Oh, in some ways. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you're way more fluent in the human design language than I would be to explain this. So I can always talk about it astrologically. I oh, guess. yeah. But yeah. like my astrologically, really, it's like I blame my cancer moon <laughs> and I blame <laughs> <laughs> I blame my Mars and Pisces, which is conjunct my North Node. Yeah. So it's just like. It is a lot of emotions that you got to grapple with in your life in general. Um, And I mean, that's really the evolutionary purpose of a cancer moon anyway, is to feel as much as you possibly can. Like every feeling needs to find its way to you somehow. Um, My nickname when I was a kid, I got teased a lot, was crying Ryan. (laughs) So like I was always really emotional (laughs) and I still am. I'm such a softie. I'm like, thank God I have a lot of air in my chart though, too. So I really have learned to detach from it and look at it from afar now and examine the emotions. But it used to take me under. I was a very like emo kid and like Mm -hmm. lots of depression and all of that. So flipping that switch and kind of taking control of your emotional world has been such a game changer in order to just live a healthy, productive life. So yeah, it feels like I didn't choose this. I didn't want this. It would be so nice to be one of those people who isn't so emotionally invested in everything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's also a power and it's now such a part of my work, you know, like the ability to empathize and use emotional intelligence when talking to clients. It's critical. So I embrace it now. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that that's one of the tasks for emotional authorities, which if you're, if you're listening to this and you know, your chart, you know, anybody 
anybody but a reflector could be an emotional authority and, and about half the population is. And their whole thing is to essentially become emotionally intelligent over their lifetime. And mm-hmm. I think the way that I even know you is through our other Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. Ryan Hagen. And it's like, he's also an emotional authority. And right mm-hmm. there you have people who are like, wow, I'm, I can, I could either be the observer in my emotions and understand, you know, kind of my, my role, um, or I can be sucked into the undertow is how I always kind of think of that. And, and you're like, you know, almost like meditation, like I'm removing myself and I can see it from afar. Mm -hmm. And so I find that, I just find that so fascinating, um, you know, how that all, how it all works out. But then you also said, you know, the depression thing. And I'm like, gosh, I think we talked about that with gate 36. Cause that's, that's my son. And that's a big, it's, it's part of your incarnation cross, you know, I'm again, using terms that are a little bit more out there, but, um, it's a big player. It's a huge player for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm always like that 36 to me. And when I see that in a chart, that is a marker instantly. I'm like, "Mm, we have a little history of what we got going on there, you know, and and it's so fascinating. And I think when, when we talked about it with your chart was that's something that you, if you, if you can, if you can kind of figure it out and master it over time is that you're somebody who's sort of been tasked with, um, going through these really deeply emotional things over their lifetime, but with the purpose of being able to help other people through mm-hmm. their stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that, that compassion humanity that you've walked a mile in people's shoes. And you know what I mean? You're like, you understand, okay, it's, it's not forever. It's called the darkening mm-hmm. of the light and the ching. It's like, it, yes, this is this, it, you know, the storm blows in, but it, the sun will shine again. Like you will come through this. It's for those of us that kind of get stuck in the darkness mm-hmm. for too long. I think we have a real, um, I don't know about you, but I'm always like, I won't, I can't ever go back there. Like I promised myself. So when it, when I feel the pull and I have lately, I'm like, girl, don't turn down that street. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like it used to take me honest to God, like when a whole breakup would be like a big thing for me. And that, I mean, I would just be depressed for like six months and like really Mm -hmm. start to pull myself out of that space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now I had a breakup a month ago and that was tumultuous. Like what happened in that was the worst that I'd gone through. And uh, I didn't let myself stay in that space. I had a week, you know, of that, but I've really pulled myself out of it. I'm like, I know what works for me and what gets me moving on and staying productive and in a positive mindset. Um, So it's important to, I don't know, you go through these things, I think, uh, and it sucks at first, but then Mm -hmm. you start seeing the patterning in it and you do start learning how to master that ability to then, I guess, lighten up the dark. Right. I I totally think so. And I think, um, it's interesting. Like I said, emotional authorities kind of becoming those people that are really emotional, intelligent. Like you realize that it doesn't last forever. It's like, it is a wave. And I feel like when those people kind of get a handle on it, they are much more in control, you know, in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. I really, really do. Really. Well, do. And I like that you talk about it like a wave. Cause that's how I talk about it with astrology too. Like it's why emotions are considered the water element uh-huh. because <laughs> you're supposed to basically just let it hit you like a wave, feel that impact and stand still in it. Mm-hmm. And then it moves on and you find your still waters again. But it's like, if you fight against the wave, then you get ripped into the undercurrent and then you're drowning in it. Yes. Or if you try to swim away from the wave, that wave just chases you. <laughs> so the best thing, <laughs> 
thing to do is let it hit you, feel that impact and it'll move through you and let it go. I know. I always think it's like the difference between grabbing a surfboard and learning how to ride it versus being Mm. sucked under, you know, but Mm -hmm. also, and and I think this is really important kind of how I said getting this message right before we got on, I'm like emotional authorities, like not over identifying with their emotions or really playing into that story, telling yourself, you know, like, like talking yourself into a place when you, when you're kind of like realizing, oh, wow, this, this comes, I would say to you and through you, but you're, you didn't ask for it. You're not responsible for it. It's like, but you're the person that gets to choose what happens here. And, and again, when you kind of take the power of it, you're like, wow, I, I, I have a lot to say over this, mm-hmm. right? Of wh- where I'm going to like let myself go to. I think that that's wildly. I don't know. That's the thing that changes it all. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's like transmutation. You know, like I've actually like. I don't know the best way from this most recent breakup <laughs> is that I've that I've really figured to move on from it. Aside from just getting involved with things, being with friends, right? I joined yeah. the gay dodgeball league here in town like i'm doing my thing you know and living life but i still have to deal with what happened to me in this um and instead turn it into instead of happening to me it's happening for me right and i get to now take control of this and it's actually like basically gonna become my first like astrology book, ideally. So I'm going to turn this whole situation I went through into a much larger topic that I don't think has ever been discussed in astrology. And so I've, it's, I've finally found a cool niche to work into, you know, it'll help me heal it, but -hmm. I'll talk and give readings to other people. So I've got a lot of case studies of anyone that's dealt with a similar thing. And I don't know, it'll make, make it make sense for me, you know? Ah, I love that. I absolutely love that because again, you know, you as a manifester, manifestors are the people bringing things, the new stuff through, you know, Mm. it's like, I think I told you, it's like, you know, you're not the, you're not the one here to be influenced. You're the influencer. It's like you, you get your, you know, downloads from source and then it's time to put it out in the world. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it's something yeah. new. It's something like you said, I haven't seen this done before. I'm like, bing, 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 we have a winner, you know, like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the power of, of the manifester, you know, in, in human design. That's, oh, love it. And, you know, knowing your chart, um, Ryan has, you know, two different channels and one of them is definitely about storytelling. It's, it's like the whole reflecting on lived experiences, the things that you've collected and then being able to share that, you know, it's, it's, it's the design of a seeker and it's like, but you're getting these things out into the world. Um, and you know, like, like stories and fables and things that, that we, we all learn from collectively, but you are Mm -hmm. somebody who's like wired to bring that to others. And, you know, your other one is, is about having, being able to do it in a very beautiful way. It's, it's kind of like mm. very artistic, very creative, you know, when you're in the mood and, and getting that voice out there. So I just, I think that's fantastic. Uh, that's lovely to hear because honestly, I feel like a big part of my conditioning was like knowing that like my problems didn't matter. <laughs> like if mm. it was like when something would happen to me and you'd talk about it with somebody, like nobody ever really cared to hear, right? So it it's been very hard for me to transition into astrology and putting myself out there and thinking, does anybody care about my perspective and what I have to say and my stories? And like they do, but I have to find a way of 
making it more universal, right? And applicable. Like my personal experience is just an engine, but how I put it out there has to have a larger purpose. I, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, it's funny because, you know, the two channels that you have, one of them is individual, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is about your experience period. And, you know, that kind of like deep inner knowing. And then the other one is collective. The one about the stories mm-hmm. is like getting out there and, and collective energy is about, is about making it very universal. And yeah. you even as a four six, it's so funny because that four is very much like, Oh, you know, it just needs to um, impact or, or I start with my inner circle, you know, but the six is, is kind of like here for the whole thing. And just, wow. just living as an example. And that's what other mm. people are going to see in you. But I have to laugh because you even saying that um, something that we kind of, you know, started off before we, before we started recording, um, you know, like, does anybody care about like my experience of what I'm saying? Right. Especially when you see people who are, who are out there getting, getting a lot of is it attention like yeah. um you know for for the same sort of let's let's say craft um can we can we lump these people in the same group you know but um but people out there talking about like say astrology and in my case human design and you're like my goodness there does any does anybody care what i'm saying because i know you are an amazing astrologer like i know that <laughs> Thank you. and no i mean i i genuinely and and i think for on, on my end of stuff, it's like with, with design and also my background of astrology and kind of all yeah. these different things. Right. And you're like, I know what I do is so deep by comparison, not, it is so not a toot your own horn thing, but I think it's interesting. It's like your age, your experience, the fact that it's like, you don't learn this stuff overnight. This takes a mm-hmm. really long time to like integrate, have the life experiences that really sync up with it and, and make it all make sense. And, you know, we're chatting about like, you saying like on TikTok, like all these people mm-hmm. who are like just, <laughs> and I'm not even on. Like I, I'm like I don't even understand TikTok, right? I'm like that old. <laughs> it's a learning curve. I know it's annoying. But, yeah, but like, what what is up with that? It's like you know this totally reductive um, approach to. You know, like with this way of craft, it's like for you and I, it's like, this is the craft. It's your art. It's your science. It's your everything. It's like, I know I've given my life over to this stuff as, as I'm Mm -hmm. sure you have. And then you see other people who, you know, it's just, and yet, and yet they're the ones that you're like, people actually care what this person's saying and they don't really know what they're I know well because it's so gimmicky in the pop culture like astrology world or pop culture spirituality in general um in a sense I get it like it's a level of a gateway into this stuff right um Mm -hmm. like people read their horoscopes and then they get more and more interested sure but that was not my experience like I did not like I was into horoscopes, obviously, before understanding my birth chart and then before wanting to be an astrologer. But the things that drove me to being in this space were so much deeper. It was not a meme. You know, memes did not right. get me here. It did not inspire me in any way. So in many ways, I don't think that this pop culture phenomenon um, commercializing spirituality is actually helping much. At this point, I really think it's... um just perpetuating a lot of stereotypes and inciting a lot of fear. I guess like most recently we just had the 
new moon eclipse in Mm -hmm. Taurus. Mm -hmm. And that was something it's like anytime one of these astrological events occurs on TikTok, all the TikTok astrologers are all talking about it. And they're all basically just copy pasting everything that everybody else is saying about it. And it's so like fearful. They're just making people afraid. Um, Like I literally saw one guy say like, Oh, the eclipse is happening today and this might fuck you up. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. And like, this is so across the board with most people. They're just saying like, get ready for your life to completely get screwed over now with this eclipse. And it's like, you don't even know what's happening with this eclipse. This is actually a beautiful eclipse. There was a lot of amazing aspects happening here and it's a new moon. So if you're, if you're planting a seed of fear, (laughs) this eclipse, why, why, why would you ever want that? Um, and it's it's just so frustrating for me. And so like, I can't play into those things. I have to talk about it realistically. And even like eclipses, it's like, I get two of them every six months. This yeah, is nothing no. new. I know. This is I know. not some sort of once in a lifetime groundbreaking situation. And for me, like, I'm actually about to do a TikTok where I, I talk about the eclipse. <laughs> and I had it dramatically aspecting my birth chart, you know, uh-huh, in what's uh-huh. called an angular house um, yep. is my fourth house um, where that's a space that we look to, to expect that things are going to show up in your physical reality, that we can uh-huh. expect a real life situation to occur. You know what happened the day of the eclipse? Nothing. I did a couple readings. I caught up with some friends. I took a midday nap. I went on a nighttime stroll. It was a basic, normal, boring day. Nothing <laughs> happened to me. And that is common. Yeah. Like we need to stop over inflating this stuff. I love astrology. Obviously I do it for a living, but I don't need to over dramatize every little thing. I, I, I would a hundred percent agree. I know I was laughing when you said that. I'm like, yeah, the eclipses are are just happening on the nodes. And it's like, the nodes are always in play. Always. Mm-hmm. It's never mm-hmm. not. It's like, yep, you get two, maybe three. So every once mm-hmm. in a while, there's a third one every six months. It's like, mm-hmm. this isn't like you said, it's not a, it's not, it's not a Jupiter, Neptune and Pisces conjunction. That right. is that is a once in our lifetime yeah. kind of thing. It's like, there's, there's definitely big things. And then there's like the, the more medium, you know, the, these come along every once in a while. And I, and I laugh. It's like, it is that clickbaity type thing? You know, and it's like, look at your own people freaking out about this. And like you said, how is it even aspecting your own birth chart? Like I, you know, Uranus being essentially conjunct that that is the exact degree of my Chiron Mm -hmm. in my chart. And I'm like, I felt that building, building, building over time. And I think it's like kind of a, you know, of course positive. It's like, this is, this is about the North node, you know, like the North nodes involved Mm -hmm. in this one and it felt good. And I'm coming out of something that I think was like me kind of being sucked down in a bit of a a gate 36 episode for the last couple (laughs) months, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, but Hey, Chiron, like Chiron's a whole thing. Yeah. You know, you're like all of, all of this stuff is a whole thing and that's why taking it from a 30 second, you know, reel or TikTok or whatever mm-hmm. and not coming to somebody like you who's a professional that's going to be able to really help um in a very like you said empathic, compassionate kind of way um relay that accurate information to a person. It's like yeah. Yeah, just it's, and it's, it's awful. 
it's like there's something to be said about for entertainment purposes only, right? But that's not what's actually happening here. Like I'll go through these comments on TikTok and people are genuinely afraid. Like right. they'll literally be like, oh my God, I'm so terrified. I'm like freak, freaking out about this eclipse and what it's going to do to me. I'm a Scorpio sun or whatever. And they are they take it seriously. They're, these people aren't just like laughing at what these TikTok astrologers have to say. And they've got huge influence like they're between yeah. like 100,000 to 500,000 followers and they're not putting out any content <laughs> that is genuine um it's all just stereotypical and mm-hmm. it, it all incites fear it's funny because some like i'm trying to figure out my sort of niche and uh on tiktok at least and like it's kind of in the calling out the bullshit and, yes, um, I know. I like. I need. I'm trying to <laughs> tread lightly. I know. No, I know. I like go I, in. Go in. I know. Yeah. I started by like actually. It's called stitching, where you basically yeah. take somebody else's video and yep. you show them and what they're saying, yeah. and then I would be like, "This is wrong," and here's like why, <laughs> and why? I'll give them the information, and those videos did the best for me, um, like getting good views on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it makes me feel bad also. Like, I don't like calling somebody out. So now I'm trying to shift it to being like, where I don't need to specifically show somebody else's face and kind of like stitch their video. Yeah. I'll just say, I'm seeing a lot of this yeah. going around right now regarding the eclipses. And instead, here's the actual thing that's happening and what you can really expect, you know? Yeah. It's just a weird weird thing i can't do but like when i just talk genuinely about like stuff going on um th- those get very little views it's like people don't want the real info <laughs> you you're just barking up my tree i mean this is, this is exactly me where i'm like you could post some things and i and i've really been on a hiatus from instagram like for the last couple of months it's just i've just been in a in a episode that's what i keep calling mm-hmm. it a depressive episode um but when i'm talking like you said the real deal the the deeper stuff too it's like i'm not on the surface like if going to put an episode of a podcast out. It's like, I'm going to go into to deep detail about a specific gate. This is where the sun is transiting. This is like, and, mm-hmm. and I laugh. I'm like, this is really valuable information that no one is paying attention to. Like, know. you know, where you're like, do you know how, do you, and I know you understand this is like when you study, when you know stuff and you're like, I, I'm just giving this away and yeah, nothing. And then you, like said, so you could post something like so dumb or like, uh, when I was last down in Nashville, not even dumb. This is wonderful stuff, but got new pictures taken post, post, post one picture. And this gets so many likes and so many comments. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, thanks. But I'm over here talking about what I'm passionate about. And uh-huh. that's the, and that's the one thing that I'm like, you're actually going to focus on this instead of, you know, Again, oh, know. everybody's interests are different, but like you said, they don't want the real information. They want that really surface stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where it's frustrating for, for anybody that has depth and has like knowledge and wisdom about things. You're just like, I'm over here trying to like give it to you on a silver platter and you want the clickbait. <laughs> I know. Well, and then these tragic readings booked, like they must, because like, I've not been on TikTok all that long, but yeah. I've already booked like three readings from people who have just randomly found me on TikTok. Okay. Great. Like, and I'm seeing the potential of business coming through TikTok now, but I'm like these people with 
half a million followers, probably making a lot of money booking readings, but yeah. I can only imagine what those readings are like, <laughs> how right. incorrect they probably are. And most of these people are young, right? And in general, I kind of have a rule of not booking with anybody who hasn't hit a Saturn return. I'm like, I, I'm sure you've gone through that. life. I'm sure you've had a whole lot of great experience that Saturn return will really show you what life is. It will mature you. It will make you step into responsibility. And that's when you're ready to actually start talking and um, helping people on a larger scale. And I, I, I have booked one reading before with somebody who wasn't in their Saturn return. They're really well known as a astrologer. And uh, it was so disappointing. So surfacy. You're kidding. Yeah, oh, really that is a, that's a bummer. And I would agree mm-hmm. with that. I mean, you know, you need that time and that perspective basically to get, to get through stuff and actually be able to look back. I totally thought that, like I said, you can't just learn this stuff overnight when you realize these subjects, you know, so again, astrology, which has been around thousands of years, um, human design, the, the depth that human design pulls from so many different um, mm-hmm. branches of, of ancient wisdom and astrology shows multiple things having thousands of years, like, you know, that it's coming from. And I'm like, these are two things that you could study for a lifetime and never yeah. get to the end of it. So I'm like, why do I want a reading from, I don't know, an 18 year old Right. I mean, and that, and that means no disrespect, but it's like, you just haven't had the, even the time, let alone life experience to uh-huh. study these things at that deep, deep depth that it's going to take to actually give somebody some real true insight and, and, um and help them with their life, you know, which is the mm-hmm. whole point of this. So that said, how, how would you pick a, how would you choose to pick a, um a reader? You know, what would be your advice for people? Um, I mean, you really want to make sure you resonate with them beyond the entertainment value. You can like their personality, but understanding their credentials is important, but difficult because this is an unregulated field, right? Yeah. There are certifications you can get. There's a couple like astrology schools you can go to, but it's not a requirement. I have not gone to astrology schools, but no. I've taken classes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've self-studied for a long time. I'm in press, right? Journalists come to me to get, give them astrology bits, right? But uh, I think all of those things matter. Like if you're just going to book with someone because they're big on TikTok, it's not going to be a fulfilling rating. Like I'm going to pretty much guarantee that. I um, I think probably the best bet is people who are truly published. They have published a book or something of that nature, and it's been reviewed by other astrologers prior to publishing. I think that stuff is really important. I My most fulfilling rating that I've ever had, I just had a couple days ago. And I booked it in 2018. He is that in demand. Oh, wow. Ancient Stephen Forrest. I don't oh, even know. Oh, my. If, yes. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know if he's still booking at this right. point, but he books years out. And it was so enlightening, you know, and beautiful. That man has studied his entire life. He's and given his life to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want people that that they take this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was so, so meaningful. So I don't know. It's like you just got to you have to like their work, but they need some level of credentials beyond 
oh, they've got a lot of followers on TikTok. <laughs> oh, that I mean, that just needs to go for life period, right? Yeah. Like whatever. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of Stephen Forrest, I wasn't I wasn't expecting this, but who are some of your favorite um astrological authors? Oh my God. So love Stephen Forrest for sure. Yes. His book, The Inner Sky, was really my first deep dive into learning astrology it's still my bible i could come back to it any moment and it's so accessible for the beginner but um even as a you know professional it i just keep coming back to it mm-hmm. i love liz green mm-hmm. um she's had so many books published and it's really like there's not even a bad one um i also uh i'm a huge modernist in mm-hmm. my approach and i like the psychological style but i also technique wise take a lot of the ancient techniques into play which is why i use whole sign astrology yes um, whole sign so chris, for the win yeah <laughs> chris brennan his book um uh just hellenistic astrology is what mm-hmm. it's called i think it's got a tag on it too but anyway mm-hmm. chris brennan that book is also a bible if you're looking into ancient astrology um oh my god who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Demetra George. She's mm-hmm. kind of the queen of the asteroids. <laughs> yes, the, the asteroid uh, goddesses. That's yeah. I have that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think um, one astrologer who puts out podcasts every week that I just listen to religiously is Anne Ordley. Anne Ordley. Yes. <laughs> she is the weather woman. Like her predictions are on point and she's just so good. Like and I she's love just one of those, like, right. You're just like, it's Anne with the, you know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she is like that old school New York city. Like she's been doing it. I I've listened to so many things with her. I love that. But mm-hmm. again, you know, you're, you're looking at these people. You're like, this is, they, they're not, a kid, you know, like no. they know things like, geez, you know, my, some of my favorites too, um, Donna Cunningham. Mm, but, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, I got, I got all homegirls books and, and you know, again, like the, a lot of her stuff comes from like that healing aspect uh-huh. of, because I'm trying to remember if she was a, what was it? You know, psychologist, psychiatrist. She, she had something else in in addition to being in a astro- where you're like, girl, you're too smart for your own good. Like yeah. she's amazing. And then of course Jan Spiller. Like I was just gonna like, say, if you like Donna, you gotta like Jan. Oh, no, right? Jan! Okay. I'm always like yeah. Jan. Jan Spiller is my spirit animal. <laughs> she's incredible. Spiritual astrology. That book really. Oh. Game totally changer. different interpretation style for every placement. Totally. Um, that's a beautiful book. Yeah, sure. she just say, so same like you know those people that you're like, and th- both of them they're they've both passed away. It's like these are people yeah. who you know been were around a long time. They looked at this from so many different angles, and mm-hmm. you know again you just you need that time to sort of get to the wisdom. I really really exactly, believe that. and I think until you're at that point, which really is an age and a life experience situation. Like I'm young, I know this, but I'm not positioning myself as an expert. I will not anoint myself with the title expert. I am a student of astrology ongoing for the rest of my life. Thank That's you. also yes. me being a Gemini, um, yeah. Gemini ruling that student role. Um, but I have to teach what I'm learning, you know? So I try to like also teach in real time as I'm absorbing information. Yeah. Um, 
it soaks in. And I do think I come off as a bit of an authority with this uh, when I really understand an aspect of astrology. But like the only astrologers I'm looking to tend to be quite (laughs) old and wise, you know, the only I would say the youngest that I probably also follow pretty seriously is um, his name is Akuta Bavadas. It, hmm. It's a new name. I forget like how he got it. Like uh, somebody gave like him a this spiritual name. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Adam Ellen Boss, but his his astrology business is called Nightlight Astrology. He puts out numerous podcasts every single week. He's like I would say a very young, um, grounded kind of pastor for astrology. He takes oh. you to church with it. Oh, so, I like it. So freaking smart too, like wise beyond his years. Where it's like, this is how many lifetimes over have we been doing this kind of Seriously. situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I love that. That's I, that's not that's not somebody that I know. I'm gonna have to check check him out then. Please do. It's infectious. I mean, he's incredible. Love he'll he'll go that. down. I think in history as one of the best astrologers of our lifetime. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I love that. Well, I love all of that. And, and, you know, again, just like you said, I mean, all the, all the books, all the material that's out there and people really investing the time and energy into this, um, any of this type of stuff, you just realize how huge and vast the subject is. Um, And like I said, how for me, with, with, again, with all of it, it tickles me. I get excited about that. I'm like, I am somebody who loves to study. I'm a student, you know, because it's like you said, the expert thing, I don't ever refer to myself that way. Or if mm-hmm. I have, it's because other people have been like human design expert. I'm like, mm, can we not? Cause I don't, I, I don't know. see myself that way. Like, like you said, it's, it's flattering, eternal, it's but... flattering, it's flattering, but eternal student, you know, yeah. just somebody who's like maybe further down the road or whatever, or that this yeah. is their passion and they, they love it so much that it's like, not everybody's going to devote themselves to anything, mm-hmm. let alone this, mm-hmm. you know, for, for kind of like their, their life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, but that said, like, how, how did you get into astrology um, kind of from the beginning? Um, you know, it's uh, a long story. I'll abbreviate it. Uh, I was always interested. Like my earliest memory literally was me wishing on a star. I was like starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight, which you may wish might. And I wished for a lollipop. And then the Ah. next morning, a giant lollipop was under my pillow. Like, and I believed in magic. Like that was literally my earliest memory. Of course, all these years later, that memory like came back and I talked to my mom about it. And she was like, it was so weird because I bought that lollipop pop and remember being like, I don't know why I'm getting this, but I'm just going to get this lollipop. And so she had heard me from my room saying this thing and then like slid that lollipop under my pillow because she had it weird. And so oh, that, my goodness. It, it's just like I always believed in stars and magic in that yeah. sense and like l- just could stare at the sky forever. Um, and then I was the kid who had like the pocket tarot cards in middle school, you know, and yes. would, like pull a card and be like, you got the death card, you know, like <laughs> it was just 
always interested. And then as I get older, I'm reading the horoscopes. And if something relates to one of my friends and I know their sign, I'll send them the horoscope and be like, look at this. Um, And then really professionally, it's like I was studying my own birth chart pretty intensely, like 2015 to 2017, basically. And then I was Mm -hmm. really manifesting. I really just want a full on reading. Like I need to meet an astrologer and I just Mm -hmm. wanted that so badly. Um, But I was in like financial ruin at this point in time and could not (laughs) afford a reading. And then... uh, as fate would have it, the day, this is like not a fun story, but the day my first boyfriend from high school um, killed himself in oh, 2018. Gosh. I know, shocked me, wrecked me. Like I couldn't believe that happened. Um, it was the day I met an astrologer and he changed my life. He's a student of Stephen Forrest. So this is how I got into Stephen Forrest's work. Okay. And he just blew me away. Like in 10 minutes of, it was a hat. Like I met him under a completely different circumstance only to then find out he's actually an astrologer. And the reason I was meeting him was kind of like misguided, which wasn't obviously misguided. This was divine Uh timing (laughs) that I'm in my most vulnerable state. And then I meet somebody who essentially like saves my soul in that moment. Um, and made me realize like I could take this from hobby and interest to profession. And I didn't ever conceptualize that. I knew people were astrologers, but not in like, it just always seemed too pop culture-y. Like, I don't want to write horoscopes for newspapers. Like, that's mm-hmm. not my vibe. And then to see how in-depth the world can really be. Um, and it just opened my my life up to it. And then I got laid off as luck would have it. And so all I could do was sit and apply for jobs and study. So I just went into like basically a completely intensive study period, Gemini rules learning. So I just Mm -hmm. absorbing, 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 absorbing everything picked it up quick, which I believe is means I've had past lives as a student of astrology. Right. And it just, fit. Like, I don't know. It just worked so fast. And then I was very apprehensive about charging. Right. Uh, I mm-hmm. couldn't do it, but mm-hmm. it just got to the point where everybody in my life was like, you need to start charging, Ryan, like do this. Come on. Yeah. But you feel bad about it because there are these pop culture astrologers who are young, who will say, I studied for five years before I ever did my professional reading. And I was like, well, I did like two years like of serious study, but it was two years of nothing else to do but study, you know? And like, that was it. So I absorbed so much and I had lived a lot of life. I was through my Saturn return. Like, I mean, so I, I don't know, it just fit. And the only way I could stomach charging at that point was to do it at parties. So that's how I started was, you know, I'll go get like a flat fee and then it's just these quick 10 minute readings, but they would always hit so well, you know, because you're just picking like the highlight at that point. Um, And so I I just gradually through the parties started getting all these reading requests from people that I would meet in those 10 minute readings. And then it just really took off from there. So I just, I finally went full time in uh, 2020. Uh-huh. And now I'm loving it. I've been professional, I would say, paid readings since 2019. So still fairly new in the paid world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel so at home with it. It just feels so right for me. Yeah. And I continue I think, learning. I, 
Yeah, no, I was going to say, I love, I love the fact that that's how you were like, you were meeting people. And then that was turning into, into mm-hmm. sessions, you know, for you, because, mm-hmm. you know, Melissa, like, oh, that's so line four. Like, <laughs> like, I need to meet you. I need to be introduced to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, like yeah. there, there's that, there's that intent that fours are able to put people at ease and really kind mm. of connect with people on a deeper level than than maybe mm. some of the other numbers and i think that that's a beautiful gift that you and i both are lucky to to be your 46 i'm a 41 yeah. it's like you know you have you just have that and and people are like oh my gosh you know just boom like there's a there's a difference oh i love to hear that actually because i feel like some of my favorite clients are the ones who show up scared you know and they're like i'm really worried about what you have to say but we're just going to do this anyway uh-huh. Love the feeling of putting them at ease and yes. making them not scared and then empowered, you know, like that's the best feeling to watch them go through that journey from fear to inspired. <laughs> I what I what hundred percent agree with I I totally agree with that because I've had a few people, you know, it's not the majority, but the people that are a little like, oh, I don't, you know, yeah, they want to do it so bad and they don't know. And I'm like, listen listen, like we're going to have a great time together, everything. And I love that you even use the word empowered because that is individual circuitry. That's the keynote. It's like, and that's all I have. It's like, I'm here Mm. to empower you, to help Mm. you love, accept yourself, to think you're freaking awesome because you are. And, and that's a whole different vibe than somebody being like, you know, the eclipse is going to get you, you know, and like giving them something to be fearful of. I'm like, that is, that is not, I, I know people that do that, you know, again, astrologers that it's karmic, it's faded. It's all these things. I'm like, where, where in that, does that make that person feel empowered and like positive mm-hmm. walking away from that? Or did you instill a fear in them? And it's like, they still have to go out and live their life every day. I want, mm-hmm. I want to help a person feel so good about themselves that even right. Yes, that, even that's, if that's I'm our gonna, job. Absolutely. And it's also our job, I think, to like point out the pitfalls, potential challenges, energies totally. that are naturally going to be hard for them to integrate in their lives. Yet I'm never going to point out an illness and not give the medicine. Are you kidding? Like no. you have to. Totally. It's, you know, yeah, no, it's it's just wild to watch people kind of set fire to something and walk away. And you're like, that's oh not God. how this is supposed to work. Yeah. No, yeah. no, you've got you've got to you've got to help that person overall. Um, so when you said you got laid off because you're, you know, coming from your background, it's like you being you tell me a little bit about that. Like, because Oof, I know that I got laid off where... twice in a row. Okay. Um, and I, it's funny. So I did like, I was a publicist for like 10 years. And I say that loosely because I did all sorts of things in mm-hmm. the communications world. Again, Gemini, go figure. Yes. And um, I was badass. Like, I was good. I worked with huge yeah. clients, big names. And I moving to LA, I, I had a dream job opportunity here. And I was so excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then out of nowhere, like a year into that, got laid off and wrecked me. I never, never envisioned a layoff would ever happen to me. Um, And it felt like, you know, I'm fired, not layoff. It was a whole layoff situation. Like half the company got laid off, but it felt personal, you know, and I hated it. Oh my God. I, I couldn't. That was such a spiritual awakening for me. And I didn't know what to do. And and it was weird because I had a sick resume. And I I went on unemployment, humbling experience, mm-hmm. <laughs> and ran out of it. 
and then freaked out and was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have any more support. And nobody was hiring me. Nobody would hire me. It was just like, I would get interviews and I they'd go so well and I've got the resume. Like, but nobody would offer me the job. Mm-hmm. And then I finally found a job that I knew was no good for me. And I took it anyway. And uh, it just was... There was such a battle of wills. Like It was, frankly, a very racist company that's from Europe. And I was launching their American branch of the brand. And it was torture. Like I hated it. Yeah. And they wouldn't they wouldn't conform to an American way of doing things, um, which meant they just wanted to stay racist and like only use white people in their photos. Like they literally, yeah, it was really bad. Um, And so eventually got laid off and Uh um, (laughs) that I went on unemployment again, ran out of unemployment again. And at that point, like I was heavy into astrology, you know, my ex had killed himself and like, I'd met this astrologer. I was already doing that, work. Yeah. Um, and I just decided I have to do this. Like I have to make this jump. It's funny that the universe will not give me a job in this field. And if I take another job in this field, if it shows up, it's a test <laughs> and it's not right. going to work out. It's not, um, doesn't matter how good I was at it. So, and that was important. It fulfilled such a huge role. I, as a publicist, you deal with sensitive, confidential topics. You're sitting one-on-one with clients and going deep with them in many cases. And so I've got the client consulting background. I didn't need mm-hmm. to learn that. Um, the uh, internet, right? Technology, social media, branding, all of these things I get. That's a huge struggle for a lot of astrologers. They don't know how to do this. So right. I already had so much of the business down. And then it was really just a matter of taking my astrological knowledge and feeling confident enough to put it out there. And I mean, it's still hard, you know, especially in the last couple months. I mean, my bookings have just fallen off, frankly, because of inflation. I think it's happening all across the board in general right now. Um, It'll get better, you know, but like some months it was like I was doing four readings a day and it's wiping me out, you know, Mm -hmm, so it comes and it goes and it's just, it's hard. You got to really deal with it. So, um, but I can't do anything else at this point. I know that for a fact, I even went through periods of trying to put this away in a box and being like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to make money from this. I have to find a job in PR again. Yep. And yeah. the universe would start slapping me in the face, like textbook astrology style. Mercury would go retrograde. I would get in a car accident. Like, I mean, the craziest things would happen when I tried to be like, I don't want this universe. No, thank you. <laughs> and, and you're like, no, 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 Ryan, this is, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. It's so funny that, that you Pisces say North node. <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, that, that this is what was yep. in my head. I'm like, Pisces North node. Like you can't, you can't not. I mean, that's yeah. like me with North node in the 12th. You know, yeah. I'm like, girl can't help it. Like I, mm-hmm. th- as you said, you know, like there's no putting it in a box. There's no not doing it, even if things aren't like, you know, feeling the best or, you know, like you're not getting the same uh, outside evidence to support, but yet inside mm-hmm. you, you know, you're like this, this is you just it. Know. Yeah. You and just know. And that's such a nature with the North node is it causes these uncomfortable situations, but you feel a tugging toward it and you can do your best to ignore it, but life will work itself out in a way that forces you to confront that path. And 
make you move down it. It will give you no other option. So the best thing to do is to just embrace it. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you know, like, as you know, I'm obsessed with the nodes, but specifically the North node. I'm like, I think because my moon's mm-hmm. conjunct, you know, North Ooh, node as well. Yeah. It's like, there's that emotional pull and in, in design, it's like the moon is a driver. It's like, so I'm mm-hmm. just driven to live out what, you know, my purpose is like my Dharma. Right. And so it's so funny because I'm like, no, we just, we just need to look at it. We need to, we need to know that that's our ultimate destination and start doing everything we can to support moving in that direction, period. Mm-hmm. End of story. That's just, that's just my feeling on it. And you haven't see, I've been through, I had my, you know, nodal return, um, as a, as a true adult, I mean, you yeah. have them every, you know, like 18 ish years yeah. or whatever, but I had my one in my thirties, you know, um, the, uh, the major eclipse, the big, the big Leo one, uh, you know, with the cereal wow, boxes yeah. and everything. that was my, that was mine on my, like on my stuff. It oh, happened. Man. I mean, it was so magical. And it was at the time where I'm like, these are those things that just won't leave you alone. I was still in dermatology at this time. <sighs> still like, yeah. you know, so like skin is my life, but yet I know that my life is on and it, always has been, you know, from the time I was a kid, always in all the things too. And I studied astrology really deeply and da, 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 da. And you're like, this is it. Like I, mm-hmm. I could do, I could try to distract myself with so many other things. And at the end of the day, you're like, no, this is, this is what you're being pulled toward. But mm-hmm. I have to laugh when you said that about the PR stuff, I'm like, with the, you, you would be I'm just like, hmm, what kind of manifester thing? I'm like, could you do like astro PR and just be the most kick-ass, you know? Yeah, well, and that was where when I was trying to make this more practical, I was actually obsessed with like, let me get companies on board. I want to do astrological based marketing. This is the best time of year to launch this type of product. Here's the audience that's most likely to resonate it with that. And here's the messaging style Mm -hmm. to sell your product. But then that part of me that's like, I link, you know, you just feel bad being like, uh, I'm just, it's sales at the end of the day. And you just feel like, I don't know, I'm pushing products still, but I, I am fascinated with it. I think that there's uh, actually like a ethical way of doing it. And then you have a whole different data set that doesn't really breach somebody's privacy. You know, right yes. now, a lot of the marketing data out there is like your passwords and like so many of the just like, I don't know, things that feel like in, it's an invasion of your privacy. Whereas if I'm saying, all right, well, of the people who bought this shoe, like if it's Nike, like the amount of people who bought the shoe, half of them are Libras or they've got their Venus in Taurus or something like that. Yeah, It's yeah, not yeah. an invasion of privacy, but it's really helping you understand your audience at a much deeper level. And I do think it's a, it's, it's a data set marketers don't currently really have outside of the sun sign, you know, they've got birthdays, but yeah, that's it. Um, so I think that there's something there for sure. I think I, in PR, I would really embrace my uh, Aquarius rising. So I'd be that like outsider opinion, the dissenting voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, and it never hit, you know, people would not get it. Like you really have to condition them that like that future forward opinion is actually what's needed to make progress happen. So I would land really good stories because I'd have the out of the box ideas. Um, or if I would be disregarded, the the group's plan would fall through. And then I was the one that had plan B, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and it would work. So eventually people have 
like come around to it. And then like I've had a PR agency actually get back in touch with me in this past year to hire me solely to basically join their brainstorm meetings, like, cause they miss my ideas. You know what I mean? So yes. that's just Aquarian energy, I think in general is that like, it's ahead of the curve. People don't get it right away, but they come around to it eventually. Yeah. 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 yeah right. So, I know South, South Nona Mercury and Aquarius over here. You're just mm-hmm. like, I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for you all mm-hmm. to catch up to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they will. No, I mean, and it's true. You're ahead of the curve. Like, I feel like I'm very proficient in a lot of spiritual modalities. Human design is a very hard one for me to wrap my head around. So it's amazing that you're such an expert in this because it is technically new, even though it's rooted in these completely ancient things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the way you understand it, like I struggle to, I just can't, like you talk about gates and I'm like, where do I look up what the gate is? Like, and what it's you, hard. You listen to my podcast. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Well, and I'm such a b- no, book totally. so Oh yeah, like, I know. I, I mean, know. And there's astrology books on every subject. Right. You, so, but you're so I human was just design say, it's yes. like there's like one book like <laughs> right you're like wait what no i know you know it's funny that you're saying that because i have kind of an idea about like specifically the gates like i kind of have i don't i'm this is like the first time i'm saying it out loud basically like a book written that i need to read that i'm realizing right now is Please. basically a book do you know what i'm saying yes and i'm like i didn't realize that i had been writing it I had just been doing tracking things through my own lens and describing things the way I describe it. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. what have you done here? I just, you know, because it's fascinating. I leave yeah. a human design reading feeling empowered and it makes sense. But then it's sort of like, uh, how do I use this now yeah. moving forward? Like, how do I look at, like, I, I know how to track transits in a birth chart. I don't mm-hmm. know how to track transits in human design. I love <laughs> like, it, I it love just it. seems so much like i don't i don't know how to handle it but um, yes. would love ah, to know yeah. you know it, it, that makes me laugh too because i think again coming from my aquarian energy as well mm-hmm. you know it's like super pisces but but still got that like out there aquarius mm-hmm. stuff happening and and it's like for me human design was like like especially coming from astrology i was just like click this all makes mm. oh so, it just like was like boom you know like wow this makes so much sense to me but i understand it's like it's very 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 layered and there's so much to under it really is so much to just digest over time but one thing you know maybe i hadn't said this when when we had our session that the idea is that from the time that you get introduced to your design to the time you um it, what they would use the term is deconditioned meaning you've let go a lot of a lot of the stuff that mm. um, you you know, has basically been been instilled in, into you that's not correct, right? Mm. Um, you you as a manifester, not knowing maybe or having uh, having enforced how powerful you are from the time you're a child, right? It's like mm-hmm. okay, well, there's a lot of deconditioning to do around that, but anyway, it's it, ideally it's like a seven year process, and it's never really wow. done because it's constant, yeah, right? But when you you know, what I mean, it's like astrology. It's like how many times does it take to hear about um, signs, houses? planets aspects you know like there's again and like I, I love that you said that there's a book on everything and truly there is it's mm-hmm. like you people think i get asked all the time what what astrology book would be good and i'm like even for a beginner one there's no one so book that's going to cover many. there's no yeah. one book that's going to cover or even talk about even touch yeah. on the things there's so much and yes with design it's like 
there's a lot less and and there it is a it is truly a system and so it's like you have to be careful too of who you're who you're taking information from because um you don't know that they know and and again mm-hmm. like i said you, you with the tiktok where i'm like yeah i see it all the time people talk about there's five types no there's four types there's the, mm-hmm. you know generators and manifesting generators belong in the same family they're they're the same aura so type it's like people don't and, and, and it's just so many things get out there that's incorrect but when you sort of pull it back you know how you said about how do i use this I think everybody, especially people who are very inquisitive and curious, right? With the Gemini in there, like, Mm -hmm. I want to learn, I want to read. And I get asked, um, but I'm like, at the core of it is, is really knowing, understanding, and using, like living your strategy and authority, which kind of gets old. Everybody's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what else? And you're like, no, for you, like you get the downloads and you inform people and you know, with your emotional authority, I wait on stuff and I make sure Mm -hmm. that I feel clear and neutral. And then I go out and when I'm in the mood, Mm -hmm. boom, I tell them, I'm like, that's it. Like if you adhere to that, that, yeah. And it's like the rest of it is all fun and confirming and, and, um, and you get more information absolutely where you're like, whoa, I was wired to be Mm -hmm. the person with the stories. And, and, you know, like I said before, but, um, you can get there without even knowing it. So interesting. And it feels like one of those things, I mean, similar, I guess, to the birth chart placements where like, you can think you hit a wall with how much you can learn about it. But I think then it's that meditation on it and you will continually get the insights. Like there's just, it's constantly unfolding. Yes. And, and, you know, again, like for, for somebody like me or you, where we understand that, and mm-hmm. it's 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 delightful in a way. You're like I yeah. I'll never stop learning, and I'll, and I don't think everybody's like, that. <laughs> like no. they want to know the things and they want to know them now, and you know just just give me what I need. And I'm like, gosh, no, the beauty is in the contemplation, you know, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. It's just it, it's not time yet. It's not time yet, and then you get the download later, or you know, the real life shows up to confirm things that you learned about yourself, and it all starts to make sense. And that's the fun, yeah. you know, I, think. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, so on that subject, you know, even coming from PR and stuff, because I know I had said this to you, I was like, because there is the beauty aspect of all of it. It's like, what sort of like products and, and even I would say like beauty and alternative wellness rituals and For stuff sure. like what do you love, you know, when, when it comes to like taking care of that body part, especially because I want to say you're, you're Virgo South node with a Pisces North node. So it's like coming from more of that physical uh, body well-being, you know, taking care of, of the vessel. And I was mm-hmm. saying with that, with that polarity, it's like for preparing it for spirit, preparing it to kind of go beyond the boundaries. But but when it when it comes to the body, like what is the kind of stuff that you you enjoy? Um, it's so funny. Like I'm so not somebody who likes to work out like at all. Can't stand it. The only things I do are like I'll go on walks and like listen to a podcast for, like two hours at night. Love that. Or dancing, just yes. dancing like a maniac. It's my yes. favorite thing. It moves like it fluffs up the aura. Like it just yep. you move everything in the body. Like. I'll make myself look like a complete fool with it. I'm not a dancer, but I love to dance. I love um, and th- that's really the only thing that, that I can consistently do. I can't do CrossFit. I can't go to a workout class. I, you'd think I'd be the type of person who likes yoga because I love meditation, but I can't stand yoga. Oh my <laughs> God, it's just not for me. Uh-huh. And I don't know. So those are like the movement things that I do is just really walking and, and dancing. Um, sounds like me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It makes me happy too. It raises my mood. Yeah. Um, product wise, there's kind of one brand that I, I mean, I, I love rotating products and just trying new things or whatever, but the one brand that I am obsessed with is Witch Baby Soap. They're based in New York City. They've got a few brick and mortar shops in New York, but I okay. just buy their stuff online. Um, but they have the most amazing body butters I've ever felt in my life. I don't even know how to describe the texture, but also the scents. I'm such a scent person, always have been. And they had specialized in something, I think they call it atmospheric sense, where it just takes you Ooh. to a space. And I really like, because it's witchier in nature, I really like when I get, I've got like 20 different kinds of their body butters. And so like probably like 30. <laughs> and, um, I put such a specific intention in each one, you know? Yes. So like, I've got my like love one here. It keeps me in a state of love, right? Um, I've got, one that's called the mile high club, which is really just air sign energy. So like when I okay. need to enhance that, put that in there. Um, but there's so many and, and it's natural ingredients. They also do bath bombs. I mean, the tons of products and I think they're very small batch oriented and okay. new, new things every Thursday. So it's like, I'm obsessively checking them every week to be like, do I want something new? Um, oh my gosh, I love it. lots of seasonal content or seasonal products, but I just like it because even my Gemini one, when I just don't feel like me, I'll put on the Gemini body butter and literally just have that intention of, I need to f get back to me, you know? And so I think the intention setting in general matters so much. Oh, I love that. I love, 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 love. And I love that you said atmospheric because again, that's very Piscean, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, just just a, a mood of vibe, you know, and then, and even smells I'm laughing because, you know, you have, um, you have, a, you have a gate in your chart, gate 44, which is, it's, it's, it's indicative of clarofactants. So mm. somebody who has an incredible sense of smell and then a, another deeper layer, you have a tone that is a line one that is yet again, smell popping in. So I'm like, wow. yes, smell and smell and feeling, feeling is, is my primary yeah. cognition. You have that too, where you're just like, it's the vibe. It's the atmospheric yeah, thing combined oh, with wow. the smells, you know? Um, but I, but I think that's so cool because you know, a lot of people, I, I don't know, everybody realizes that it's like, you know, using a certain oil or, or product that you've mm -hmm. put intention, you know, intention into, um, and then, and then using it as part of your beauty rituals. It's like, it really can shift. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, the yes. way that you're feeling. Yeah. Everything. It's all intention setting. I light incense with the intention. I light a candle with an intention. Like when I'm showering, I've got the intention of what visualizing, you know, yeah. crap washing off of me. Yes. So I yeah. think it's, that's such an important thing and very Piscean, right? Cause it is visualization. I've got, instead of a vision board this year, I've got a whole vision wall now <laughs> that I did. I oh, I higher wall. Yeah. And that's another thing that really keeps me feeling like grounded, but also inspired is just to stare at that. Like I like to just meditate on that and all the different things on it. I think that's a big thing that's really helped me lately too. And affirmations. That's a big, I would say beauty routine. It makes me feel better about myself. Affirmations are so critical. I love that. What are, what are some of your favorite affirmations? Well, I met definitely like a, Abraham Hicks was yes. kind of a life changer for me. Pisces. I know, I know there's the controversy, but like, I really love a lot of Abraham Hicks teachings and 
everything is always working out for me is yeah. huge. Well, yeah, um, Esther's Esther's a Pisces. Yeah. I, don't, like, I was like, oh, I don't know if you know that, but she is. No, I don't. Yeah. But that makes sense. Like, go figure. <laughs> right. Um, oh, my God. And um, one of my friends recently taught me one that is, as I choose myself, blank chooses me. So what fill in the blank, whatever you want. Money chooses me. Other people choose me. Life chooses me. Happiness chooses me. But the key is really, as I choose myself, like reprioritizing the self. Big for me with that Virgo South node, which depending Wants on to the be of service. system. Yeah. Yeah. And it like depending on whole sign or Placidus or whatever, it's in my seventh or eighth house, both relationship houses, a lot of over-identification of who am I in relationship, like yeah. and defining myself in relationship. My oh, past that's... life was an arranged marriage, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's... no, and that's, and that's also fascinating too from a design perspective because you have an undefined G-center, you know? It's like like feeling into other people uh, on a very, you know, like an, an adopting and adapting to yeah. who you're around and the environments that you're in. And that, and that mm-hmm. changes. And if you don't have that awareness that you're doing it, it's like, it can be a wonderful thing. It doesn't have to be negative, but right. yeah. Like, like a little bit too much overly identifying with, with the other. Right. Coming yeah, from that. Yeah. Man, yeah. 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 So fascinating. Well, um, also, cause I know you're a big candle person and sense it's like, what are, what are your favorite candles? Okay. So I've always had a favorite candle, which is, uh, it's not even like spiritual in nature, but the volcano candle from anthropology. Okay. I vividly remember like as a kid walking by an anthropology store and just smelling the scent wafting out into the mall. And I was like, what is this smell? And went in and found the candle and like, it's amazing. It's bougie and overpriced and whatever, but just, I don't even know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. And I don't really want to know, but it's called Volcano. Volcano. Otherwise, like I, I will just kind of like intuitively pick out candles with different Mm -hmm. scents. I like switching it up all the time. I'm not so much a fan of like, the kinds that smell like apple pie <laughs> or right. like the food, like too yeah. specific in that way. Yeah. Um, again, I guess more like atmospheric and scents that are just weird. That just feels like I've never smelled this before. Otherwise I, I make candles too, just like for myself. I don't oh, like, I sell them or that. anything. Yeah. Why, why are um, we not selling them? <laughs> I thought about it, but in a way I'm trying to be careful of, you know, appropriation in a way yeah. because I do use like herbs and oils in it. And sure. my background is just basically a mutt, but like a European mutt. And yeah. I know like, I just want to be careful with this type of work because it's, it can be very ancestral and I don't yeah. really know who my ancestors are. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so, so I'm trying to just use it very in the moment just for me. Um, and I like that a lot. So, but those typically don't have a lot of fragrance to them because mm-hmm. it's fragrance oil that makes a candle smell good, not essential oils. So nice. it's weird. Um, and I like seven day candles, big fan of those. Yeah. Um, they don't typically have a smell to right. them, but I like the, the habit of burning them over seven days, always having an intention and seeing, you know, where life takes you when that's yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. I haven't had one of those in a long time. My life. I got a wealth one right now. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, I'm like, now I might need to go pop, pop to the store. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a minute. Well, what are your, um, 
since we were talking about beauty practices and even like the candles and stuff, like what are some of your favorite, you know, like crystals and essential oils, um, especially knowing, you know, again, with the Pisces North node, like, yeah, I've like, I've recently started not using essential oils as much. I just mainly haven't felt called to it. When I do, it's more like lavender, eucalyptus, tea tree. I stick to kind of classic basic yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, Very Virgo. I'm, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crystals, I think selenite's an amazing all-purpose yeah, one big, cleanser. Big I just feel lighter. I know it's mm-hmm. basic, but same with black tourmaline, like good for protection. I'll carry that in my pocket whenever I'm feeling a little uneasy. Yeah. Rose quartz is also basic, but I mean, it's really just... It keeps me in a state of love when I'm not feeling that way toward others. And it also yeah. brings the people to me who are good for me. Like, I really think that I think some of the maybe not so basic ones would be like rhodonite. Mm -hmm. I love that because to heal emotional wounds, I've got this, all this like past life, karmic relationship stuff that continues to show up in this life. And so I've got a lot of that to heal, but keeps me, um, keeps my heart open too, without Mm -hmm. like letting myself get too calloused. Yeah. Um, moonstone for more of like when I need to do the feminine type of work and lean into that part of me and not be afraid of it. I think for like, that cancer moon. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. one of my favorite things is a moonstone bracelet that I have I'm not wearing it right now, but I wear it all the time. Yeah. Um, Malachite for the more masculine energy, but that one, I know it has a lot to do with like relationship patterns and, mm. you know, proactively working to get out of those Yet it's green. So it's opening the heart chakra. Um, but it's got a masculine energy. I love Mal I, I always think of Malachite and Rose Quartz as like two sides of the same coin, you know, that mm. heart chakra. It's like the pink and the green for that for for the heart. And you know, the rose quartz is so soft. And that is one that I always recommend for Pisces North Nodes. And mm. then Malachite, like I it's like to me, like that's the heart transformer. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's yeah. like, all right, we're, we're changing. And with all that copper being able to conduct so much energy through Yeah, that. it's so interesting. Yeah, I, I love think, that. Yeah, herbals are a big thing for me too. Like whether it's tea or if I'm putting them in like an oil or a candle or mm-hmm. something. And some of my go-tos, mint. Mint, I forget who told me this, but um, it was like somebody who worked in a metaphysical shop. But basically described it as the salt of the herb world where it's like this is gonna like superpower kind of anything that you want to do yeah yeah um i love hyssop it just is Mm -hmm. good for removing negativity good spiritual kind of cleanser and especially if i'm feeling a type of way about somebody (laughs) (laughs) it will really keep me out of the those negative thoughts um okay um or intrusive thoughts i think that's really good for that too yeah um Mandrake is a weird one that not a lot of people have. It's a root, good for both health and wealth. So that's kind of an all-purpose one for me. Um, Verbena, really good for protection. Mm-hmm. That one I will put in almost any time I take a bath, which as a Cancer Moon, you'd think I'd like baths, but I, it's hard for me yeah. to sit yeah. in 
bath. I'm, yeah. As you know, I'm a mountain person. My human right, right, right. mountains. Yeah. I love to go on the hike by myself. I find my peace there. Yeah. Um, and juniper. Love yeah. juniper a whole lot. That's a good one for beauty. Wanting to like feel more confident in yeah. how you look and show up to the world and that kind of enhancing your glamour. Yeah. Um, but also good for just like wisdom and feeling like I know who I am. I know what I need to do and what I need to talk about. I've got that skill set in me. Yeah. I love all that. Well, I, I just love having you on. Um, so I, and of course want to have you back, but tell everyone oh my God, where, yeah. we, where we can find you and book with you. Oh my God. Uh, my website is ryansastrology.com. Um, on TikTok, it's at Ryan's Astrology. And on Instagram, it's at Ryan Markwart. Um, so you can book with me, follow me, all the things. And I'm going to have you on my podcast. Yes. Right and I'm going to put all of your booking stuff in the show notes so that people can find you. But thank you for coming and chatting with thank me this you. morning. So Love it. Yes. Yeah. Thanks.